You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market, and Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey, everybody, episode 119 coming at you, and we got the man Craig Mintz coming to us all the way from Ohio. Hey, do you see that theme? We had Brian Ellathorpe on last week from Ohio. We got Craig on this week, but we really got to dig into some stuff that Craig's got on the go right now. We're really going to dig into these this new Vivid series because um, they're looking pretty cool. Um, so we'll get to Craig in a second. Just Philly and I tonight. Dave's probably out on a fire call. Haven't been able to reach him. Mark's doing renovations for his brother's house. Ryan is probably up to his waist in a swamp somewhere chasing green heads. So uh, you're dealing with uh, you're dealing with Philly and I tonight. And we got Craig, like I said, coming to us. Um, Mr. Real Geese himself. So, Craig, good to have you on, buddy. It's been uh, been a couple months since we've been. Since we've had you on and, and since then, the release of the Vivids come out. I just seen Pat Hendricks and, and Ryan do a really cool video of unboxing the Vivids and uh, and putting them out into a field. And, buddy, I got to say, they look slick. Thank you. It's been um, probably almost a year, almost a little over a year in the comments. Um, of getting them done just there's a lot to it a lot of people don't understand you know, what comes into making a decoy mm-hmm. uh, so it it's been a long time that they've been out um you know to our random people that i have test them but yeah um, you know we we wanted to get them out mid mid-summer but things um materials and of that have made this it made it even harder so we were lucky enough to get them out uh that october um september-ish range so it's been mm-hmm. good uh, we've sold a lot of them. Uh, matter of fact, we are at this point uh, almost sold out. Um, we're running another 500 dozen um, as we speak. Wow. Um, so we, we run them in a 250 to 500 dozen. Um, did, so I, did I see Brandy? Did I see Brandy put a post <clears throat> on like last week saying the best weekend in sales that you guys have ever had? Yeah. So, um, you know, retail wise, we haven't been up until the probably past five years, we haven't been a real big retail. So meaning direct to consumer, we've been more dealers. Um, and so we're slowly gaining that traction up, which I think is going to be more and more popular. Um, but you know, this, you know, it's actually this past weekend that it was our best, um, sales ever, you know, between Brandy and Tina, um, it took them almost all of Monday to pack out all the orders. I, I the last wow. I looked, it was well over like twenty-seven or twenty-eight orders. Um, some orders were, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen dozen decoys. So um, it was a really good thing, and um, it, it's starting to gain traction a lot on Amazon, um, which we're starting to put our kind of our our more of a, not all of our eggs in one basket, but the right. amount of views that. Amazon gets compared to just your general website. It of is course. crazy. Yeah. Um, but even then, I mean, it was a great weekend. Um, and, and it shows how well and, and how well we're taken by our, our fans and our fans are amazing that to be able to get on there and buy that kind of stuff and that amount of decoys. 
um, was great. So the, and most of it was the vivids, um, yeah. which are making a pretty big splash right now, because I think one, the price point is right where it needs to be um, to the, the quality of the decoy that needs to be there. And, and, a, you know, obviously just the way they look and where they work. So um, the word's starting to trickle through the grapevine that these, um, these aren't something that are out of, you know, just out of this box in a corner. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for our millions of listeners and so forth, Craig, what's uh, what's the price point on the Vivids? And they sold in one dozens, three dozens. What are you doing? So we're selling them right now um, for anywhere between seventy nine and eighty two, depending on where you buy them. I'll give you a little tip: if you buy them through our website, um, you get them for seventy nine, but you pay for shipping. If you buy them on Amazon, the shipping's free, but it is more. So there's a vice versa there that, mm-hmm. depending on platform is that you like to have some people that have told me that we like buying on amazon because our payment stuff's already in there and and it goes now it doesn't make a difference to us because in the end it, it works out the same but um that's our one dozen um our six dozen i don't know right offhand because i do know that is a pretty good deal um it's in the 400s uh, but it does drop it from that 79 down into the lower 70s if you buy six dozen um yes. and i know right now if you buy it through our website we still offer a free bag with that um, you can carry all six dozen that you ordered, uh, in the bag. So that kind of, and it saves it on shipping cause we put it in one box. So, right. um, there's benefits to going through our website, buying six dozen pot, you know, of the vivids with the bag, um, won't last very long cause we are running out of bags, um, which are turned into a, an incredible deal. Um, it's a but good problem to have, right? It, it's a great problem to have. And yeah. in a lot of the, the times that we are trying to, to push some of these products, sometimes I'm like, hey, we got to slow down a little bit because we can't produce them this fast. Um, but um, I always tell the, I always tell Tina and, and Brandy that they get a little stressed because we'll walk in on Monday and Tuesday with some orders that, you know, are starting to push our, our quantities. Um, you know, we had a customer call us uh, last Wednesday uh, and he ordered 54 dozen Vivids. That's oh. a lot of decoys. Um, so it, I just want to keep yep. talking, but I just wanted to bring this up. So this is yeah. Pat's, this is Pat's website here, uh, Canadian waterfowl supply. So you can see them at 114 99 for a dozen here. So keep talking, Craig. Yep. I just so wanted that, to bring that up, buddy. Yeah, no, no, that's perfect. Cause that's Canadian. And if you're in Canada, the best way is, is call Pat. Um, he just, matter of fact, I think today, um, or even yesterday got in a big box, a uh, big Gaylord full of vivids. Yep. Um, he does yesterday. have them in stock ready to roll. Uh, if you're in Canada, even though getting them direct from us is is uh, sometimes convenient, um, it's going to be a lot cheaper to go through Pat at yeah. Canadian Waterfowlers. And, he, and he's a great guy, does everything perfectly with us. Um, same thing as you would get it there. You're not going to get it any cheaper. Um, you know, and we try to keep Pat stocked as much as possible. We're still working on better ways to to keep him stocked. Um, getting mm-hmm. things from the United States to Canada is getting harder and harder by the day. Um, and, and, um, so we're, we're getting there, but, um, if you need that kind of thing, go there. Uh, the vivids, um, come with six unique poses. You get doubled up with the poses. Um, there's centuries, there's alerts, there's, you know, feeders, there, there's everything that you need in that pack. Um, with along with the wire stakes that are powder coated, um, easy in, easy out, grab them, go um pretty simple uh lightweight they're half as light as anybody else's on the market um we love them uh, it's been something that we've worked hard for and we've kind of kept it under our hat because a lot of people kept asking when are you going to make a colored decoy that's not 
you know, a mag light or a pro series two. And, and we knew when we were going to do it. We just didn't know how, um, and we, it took us a little while to perfect the, um, the, the glaring issue, um, right. the way that the colored version of it and how we have to print it creates a problem, um, that creates another problem, um, that we had to solve. And, and, uh, it took us a little while to solve that with some engineering, with some chemicals, um, and, and to be able to make the, the colored part of it dull. Um, but not lose the vivid, what we call vivid effect um, that gives that nice color. Yeah, for, for lack of a better, better term, sort of say, would these kind of basically be like the color version of like the eclipse or the shadows? 100%. So they're, they're, um, they're the exact same materials that your shadow material. So if any real geese customers out there has your shadow material, it's identical to that, just colored. Um, same materials, different poses, obviously. Um, and in going down that road, um, you know, the, the eclipse part of it with the cloth, that's, um, lack of without giving full on hard details that's coming. Um, but it's going to take us a while because that's yeah. that with the cloth creates another problem. Yeah. Um, but, um, we will eventually probably come out with a, another, um, six poses, which I do know hundred percent. We are working on another six poses. Um, we've already been approached and said, Hey, why don't you make, you know, maybe some of these or some of these. And, and we see those of what people want of, of the, maybe they want more centuries. Maybe they want more the mm -hmm. feeders. Maybe they want more sleepers type thing. And we're trying to balance that the best we can um, with what makes sense on our end. Um, yeah. A lot of people think you can just throw a goose on a, on a piece of core or a corrugated plastic and it makes sense. Well, it does, but it doesn't. We try to make it fit on one sheet, make it economical um, and easy for us to print. So um, these things are, are flying out the door. We're printing them every day. Um, matter of fact, it is um, 7.15 in our time, and our second shift is in the building right now. Uh, oh, wow. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, buddy, I tell you what, I haven't used them. I've only seen pictures of them. Um but this past weekend, I would have loved to have had some because thanks to you, Craig, for, for stepping up. Um, and when we, when we approached you saying that we wanted to do this, this goose camp and our goal was to hunt over strictly nothing but real geese silhouettes. And uh, you made sure that we were stocked up and we, we had all the decoys that we needed that, that, you know, we had 16 hunters out. Um, that's a good number. It's a good number, but I tell you what, anybody, Hey, Phil, um, anybody that says silhouettes don't work, you're doing something wrong because, uh, we, we didn't have any, pro and I'm, we're in a pressured, it was in a pressured area too. Like these birds are getting shot at every day and, uh, and we, we and were we, shooting and birds. We, at, yeah. We were, we were shooting, shooting 10 yards. Uh, yeah. Pro, oh, pro you pro can't ask for better than that. Yeah, we were shooting over Pro 2s and, and the Punisher good. pack, uh, mostly. That's um, a good mixture. Yeah, and uh, I we, tell you what, they had no issues had no issues coming in. Well, here's, was, the better, here's the better part, Craig, is on the Saturday. So we were divided into two groups, eight and eight. Okay. It was like we had 16 guys. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that's a big uh, yeah. spreadsheet. Um, yeah, we, we divided into two groups of eight and eight. So, so Dave, him and I hunted together both days on the saturday we ran the 28s okay 
we were popping geese with a 28 gauge. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that a lot of people will call and they'll ask me, you know, what do I need? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a full body guy that, you know, wants to switch over to cellulose. Yeah. And, and there's a way I can look at it as <clears throat> I ask with our, our mag lights and our pro twos, you know, do you want a decoy that's going to last you? Are you committed to this? Are, are you committed to cellulose? If yep. you are, pro twos are, because they're going to last you decades and you're going to give them to your grandkids. Yeah. You know, are you on the fence about this? And it's something that you may want to just try out then I recommend going after our shadows. And if you really want that non-shine thing, go to the eclipse, you know, or, or find that happy medium. Yeah. A lot of times what they'll do is, is they'll buy one dozen of our pro twos. Yeah. And then they'll buy three dozen of our shadows and the shadows create that uh, depth and that grass yep. that we really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but we also think that, you know, can we like our hanger hat on is, is we're one of the few that I feel um, that are providing a decoy of a black and white. That's not just a white cheek and a white butt. Yeah. They have a little bit of a feathering look to it, which I think is, is creating a little bit of depth. I mean, it's not perfect because once they're in it that close, you shouldn't that's be right. shooting them anyway. That's right. Yeah. But I, you know, with us setting up around here, we love, and, and again, it's, it's different everywhere you go, but we've found success up here. When you put our black and whites on the perimeter uh, yeah. and create the, the circle effect or that circle outer perimeter of, of contrast, and then, you know, maybe be on the X or maybe be just centered off the X and then have even more on the X, yeah. um, which we've found, and then put our vivids or put our pro twos inside of that. Um, and the great thing about it is, is you can leave these decoys up for the morning hunts and then you come right back and, and your afternoon hunts are the exact same way because <laughs> it's not going to matter the, the direction. And we love that. Yeah. So we, uh, we used the, uh, we used our dark silhouettes on the, on the tip of our, or right mm-hmm. on the top of our J. Um, and that's how we were set up. Um, I was going to say something I forgot. When I run mine, like yep. I, I mix them all in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mix them right up. So like at a distance, the birds will see that darkness in the field. Yep. And then like when they get in close, like you know, you, you got you know some of your colored silos with your blacks, you know, it almost looks like that bird's like got a shadow on it, so to speak. Yep. So again, just it, to me, it, it adds that realism factor, just having them all mixed because mm-hmm. it looks like, you know, this bird's cast a shadow on that bird or because of the way that bird's facing and the sun's in this direction, you know, there's a shadow and then just, you get your color in there. And to like, to me, it adds the realism as opposed to, you know, it's like, you know, some people that do their blacks here and their colors here and stuff, but again, like, you know, it, it well, all seems to work at the end of the day. Well, the, thing, to, the thing that I was going to the thing that, that I was going to bring up was was the the strength of these and and I know the vivids and and everything is out there and stuff but I want to go back to these pro twos and and the point that you brought up like they'll last you your lifetime you'll hand them down to your grandkids and stuff like that and I really want to touch on just how tough they are so um had my dog out uh, on this hunt. So she's just, she's only a tiny lab. Um, so most of the geese were bigger than her. And in <laughs> fact, 
In fact, when she was coming back, wings to be covering her eyes and she couldn't even really see where she was going. She was just following my voice. But couldn't even th- get her couldn't even get her hind feet on the ground. <laughs> yeah, she was <laughs> like this on her on her front on her front paws. Awesome. But um but the point I'm trying to make is is that she ran into so many decoys coming back and knocking them over and bumping into them. And you know what I mean? Like just trashing around in in these decoys, picking up geese. I can tell you there's, there's other, there's others out there that they would not stand up to that punishment. Um, And I guarantee you there's a lot of hunts where Lander can plow into decoys and not have to worry about damaging them. And that, and that was the point I wanted to make just how tough they are. And and that's the one thing that I I really, when we started this whole company and my dad did, you know, 30 some years ago, you know, we created that part of it and they, and they created a decoy that a bird can land on it and it's fine. You know, you're not going to replace a decoy, you know, you know, and yeah, they are expensive and yeah, the price point is there, but again, you're at that point of is, is you should never have to replace them. You know, and if you're at 30 years, 20 years of decoying, I think you've got the money out of that decoy. Yeah, yeah you got your money's worth. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you know, we've kind of looked at it that way. And then when we created the um, the corrugated decoy to be on the more economic side, I didn't want to create just this political sign that you see in the yard. I, I, mm-hmm. I felt like that's it's the cheap way out. It's the easy way out. It's not because it's you can get it at your local department store. That's right. And I wanted to create something that is not you can't get. I want it to be stronger but lighter. You mm-hmm. know, and I couldn't make them out of carbon fiber like I wanted to. I, I couldn't <laughs> make them out of something that at that. So you know, I sat down with a, a plastic manufacturer and said, "How do we do this?" you know, what can we do to make this better? And, you know, we found that guy that was like me that, you know, if there's a box, you know, and everybody thinks inside this box, I'm in the triangle over in the corner trying to figure out how to make this so much better. And he was the same way. And I, you know, we made this, you know, the plastic that the, the shadows are made out of and the vivids are made out of. And if when somebody holds that, they can realize that it's it's not your average everyday material. Mm-hmm. Um, and I prove that constantly by showing people that we can take a plot a, a fluted material and take the tails and touch the beaks and not create a crease. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want people to understand is is we may be a couple like in on our vivids. Yeah, we are five to seven dollars more expensive than the guys around me. But I feel like with that being said, you'll get maybe that extra year, maybe two years mm-hmm. extra, out of it, which creates that, you know, extra dollar. Um, but I, I felt like that our homework went into it. Um, I, I'm really proud of them. Um, you know, and the, the, the vivid part of it, you know, um, for us was a big giant leap forward because of, you know, it's a corrugated decoy. It's not like what real use is known for to create something that's going to last decades. So it was very difficult for us to kind of go off that path. But there are so many people that are full body guys and gals that are they are committed to the full bodies, but they still want to dab a little bit in the silos, but they don't want to make the investment. Well, I tell you what, we turned we turned at least five at least five guys onto them this weekend, five guys that were skeptical, never, ever hunted over, or I shouldn't say never, ever hunted over them, hunted over them, but with 
not great success. And, yeah. and we changed, we definitely changed minds this weekend and, and they were, and you know, pick up is easy. Deploying them is easy. You know, when you can throw, uh, I think we had uh, something like 20 dozen decoys out this weekend between the two groups. And, uh, and when you're able to throw all of that in the two, in the, into the box of two pickup trucks, you know, that, yeah, that, that makes it, like, that makes it pretty convenient. That makes it nice. Two, two years ago. Yeah. I think it was two years ago. I went out for our early goose season, like from like the midst of COVID. So I was out by myself, literally me, my dog and 15 dozen real geese. Yeah. And I put every single one of them out by myself. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's the great thing. Like I said, is, is a lot of people call me and I'm like, you can take your Kia and five dozen oh. and go, you know, you 10 mean, dozen. yeah, you can do anything you want. You can just throw them on both shoulders and go. So yeah. you don't need a trailer. You don't need this big truck. You don't need any of that. And that's the great part about that. I've, I've started to not sell, but a lot of guys, you know, a lot of them are the older hunters. They'll call me and say, I can't, can't do the trailer. I can't do the truck anymore. I, you know, and I can't do that kind of thing. And, you know, I'm like, well, just buy, you know, six yeah. dozen of our decoys. And, and, you know, I'm not a big guy, you know, yeah. I'm 5'11", 130 pounds. Like uh, I'm not a big dude, but I can carry 10 dozen, 12 dozen decoys in my shotgun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you I know, and at- I think that's where our selling point of the silos are, are creating that. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I do have my full bodies. I'm not a guy that is like, it's gotta be silos. It doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, in every scenario is different. I'm not going to be that business that you got to buy our decoys. That's the way it's gotta be. But if you want a specific hunt, like you said, Phil, I want to go out by myself, be in, out, out the door and back at home. I mean, what more can you ask for? Yeah, like I like I I don't have a trailer. I just have a truck with a cap. I've only got a five and a half foot box on my truck. With a dog in the back at that too. The dog. Yeah. So if like if, if I'm going out and I'm running the dog, like my, my boy, he's 80 pounds. So I've got the large gunner yeah. kennel. So you got a large gunner and like either, you know, if there's a couple of us hunting, I got my two panels or my layout blind, I can stack three bags in the in the truck in front of the kennel door yep and look, i i got like a, a six gallon it's like a five gallon bucket but taller so i call it a six gallon i got my six gallon bucket that i sit on in the panels if i'm running panels and then i can toss my clothes and my gun in the back seat of the truck mm-hmm. and like you can run minimum 20 dozen decoys yeah like that's a huge spread and i'm a firm believer especially with the silos i like to spread them out a little further than you would a full body Yep. Just because, again, two-dimensional. But, again, the further you spread out that mass, the more relaxed that flock is, the more happier that flock is. Yep. And at least to me, it creates the, the perspective or like the, creates a perspective, perspective. Yeah. of there being even more birds that are there. And one thing that we took pretty serious is, is I went out and bought a drone. And, and I... I flew it over just my spreads and I was like, well, that, that changes things. Like I, I, we started looking at things and, and one thing that I got is you get him in a corn silver field. The biggest problem I had is we've got brown decoys in a brown field. Mm-hmm. Like 
wait, this don't, the white even doesn't give you enough contrast. So there's a lot of things that we took into consideration, making the vivids and making the shadows and making those kind of things. And a lot of it came from that drone. Um, you know, we actually had, we have a local, which I haven't done yet. My father has, which is really cool, but I haven't done it yet. We have a local uh, parasailer. Yeah. There, he's got like this big engine with a big fan on the back of it. Yeah. Well known around our area. And that's one of my next projects next uh, fall is to get up with him and, and to, to see it with my own eyes and to see that. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to get some footage of it because we get a lot of that. Um, what do they look like from over top? Well, yeah. you know, you can digitally enhance a lot of things anymore. So I want that raw footage of showing yeah. what Silo looks like over top. And like, Phil, you touched on it earlier that that, you know, that dark, you know, shadow right next to a Vivid or a Pro 2 creates that almost little bit of a shadow or a, you know, drop shadow off of the next one. And it creates that little depth that we're looking for to, to maybe get that bird that's been shot at to come in, um, you know, and gives that trust to these birds to be like, yeah, we're good, you know, and to have that. And I think that's having the, the, the multiple variances of what we offer, meaning your shadows, your vivids, your pro twos, your mag lights, your sleepers, your alerts. And we offer so many different things that I think you can build what you want. It's almost like a buffet um, of, of what you want in your spread. Uh, matter of fact, we had a guy call me. Well, it's been probably a month ago. Um, he wanted nothing but one of our poses off of our uprights and it just so happened to be that we were printing them at that time and i said yeah i can do that and i think he bought i mean it was uh 20 some dozen of one pose and it and it's what he wanted and no problem so he sends me a message a week ago shows me a picture of all these you know he's by himself with his son and you all the you know all the birds that he shot you know and it's weird because to me when I look at, you know, when I'm looking back 10, 15 years ago, you didn't dare make a bird that was l- like an alert bird. Mm-hmm. You just didn't do it because now they're like, you know, the bird's kind of skeptical or like what's going on. And now I have a whole pack designed for those. Yeah. But it's so crazy to realize that this works in this state and, you know, you start getting south and they work there and, and they don't like, you know, so it's, I'm learning a lot about it. I haven't hunted much in the States. Um, you know, I haven't gotten to the Montanas. I haven't gotten to the Arkansas part of it. I mean, everything that we do, do is Alberta in, in, yeah. in those kind of places. And that's completely different than Montana and Arkansas. Yeah. You know, when I hunt around here in Ohio, but our Ohio birds are just a different breed to begin with. So, you know, we, we've tried, I've tried to learn what the, you know, what the customer wants. And, and when I'm out there in the field, I'm in the same boat. I'm trying to be a customer of real geese of man, this, this is awful. That's kind mm-hmm. of like our bags. I went with the magnetic, you know, clip yeah. because here I got these big gloves on. I can't, I can't operate the clip or it's broken because it's 200 below zero yeah. and I'm mad, you know? So I remember being up in Alberta when that, clip broke i grabbed my cell phone texted my texted brandy and i said 
fix this. Yeah. You know, find something that is better than this because yeah. this is awful. And yeah. I don't, you know, a lot of times the customer or our real use customers are sometimes afraid to vocal that, man, we really would like this or can we fix this? And that's what I want. I want to know what you're wanting because in some cases like that, it's doable. Now, yeah. there are times you guys want, you know, or the customers want this spotted unicorn that I can't make. But sometimes we can make this. And sometimes it's a point of like, wow, we didn't think of that. That's a good idea. Yeah. And, and that's the oh, thing that sure. we're open as real geese is, is you can shoot us an email or a text or find me on social media. Hey, do you ever thought about this? Yeah. And most of the times I'll give you a real answer that, you know, yeah, that's achievable or no, it's not achievable. At one point, everybody wanted wire sticks and pro twos. And to make that flip overnight is impossible. And it's a huge investment, but over the course of the last two years we have. So now all the pro twos that are produced now have the capability of running wire stakes, mm-hmm. but it's something we've had to build into. It's not something we can just turn like, on. Build. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that. Yeah. Um, again, I lost my train of thought because oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I know it, it, it it's horrible. I, I don't know what's going on. Squirrel. Yeah. Big squirrel. squirrel. We love that um, movie. By the way. <laughs> no, but the, so when you're, that's what it was when you're talking about, you know, some, some of the, the, the customers or, or, you know, people that are using uh, real geese products and stuff. And sometimes they, you know, they don't want to be vocal because they don't want to come across as, as someone that's complaining or whining or, or whatever, you know, whatever that tag uh, they feel that they may get on, but that, you know, there is a way to go about it so that you don't get that tag on your rate. Like there's a way to, and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think it was probably about a month ago. um, A guy had had went on, on Facebook and, and just, I think it was something like the, the, all of the, all the, the, the coloring came off a decoy or, or some fucking thing like that. Anyways, he, he was pissed moaning. And uh, and he was like, here I am in Canada. Good luck getting this fix for a company out of the States. Right. And everyone everyone's just chiming in saying and they were tagging you tagging Brandy. And they were like, listen, just reach out to them. They'll 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 sort you all out. Right. And then I just commented and I had said, listen, did you reach out to them before you made the comment? And the guy's like, what do you care? I'm like, well, I care. I said, because you're being extremely negative in, in what you're saying. You haven't even reached out to the company yet. So reach out to the company. If the company is not going to do anything for you, then absolutely. Tear oh, yeah. them, yeah. Tear in them fairness, up. Craig will do a lot more for you than Mark will. Who's Mark? Zuckerberg. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Right well, over I my head, Phil. Right yeah. over, buddy. Right, oh, right over. over. But, but no, like, Listen, if you're going to get on social media and and listen, it's your God-given right. You can get on and you can spew you can spew whatever you want. But if you want something to be fixed, reach out to the company first. If the company tells you to pound salt and don't do anything, then light them up. Oh yeah, with 100%. I mean, if that guy, you know, simply, you know, and I get the fan page that, which I love, by the way, because mm-hmm. we get a lot of feedback from that. We get a lot of people that are like, hey, this is cool. 
um, which is why I offer some of the deals that we do on there. I mean, the seconds, yeah. you know, they don't last literally, but seconds that are on there. But, you know, there's the times that like that guy gets on there. And I, and if I remember right, um, they, we had a problem with, um, I think it turned white, which yeah, we were talking like about, that. Health, which we ran into some issues and, and every company has that. It's, it's not that it's not, mm-hmm. but we found that um, there was a specific batch of materials that we got with a chemical that if it got wet with, um, and it, with an abundance of calcium, which can happen in the rain, it can happen in the water that they're near, wherever it may be, even if they're hosing them off. Um, the calcium ate the clear coat, which then the clear coat turned milky white. Yeah. Um, and we knew that according to if you if you own a, uh, a real yeast decoy anywhere, um, I, you can flip it over. On there will be our legal, but also will be our batch number. It'll say MFG and it'll give you a date in a month. So mm-hmm. it'll give you a month and a year. In that, it, every batch number at Real Geese is documented on what inks are produced, who printed it, on what materials, and, and how it was produced. So we can go back to it. If we run a 500 dozen and we find out that, oh, man, we got some problems here, we know within that batch that we can refund them if there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um and in that guy, you know, instantly we, you know, and I love about Brandy and, and Tina that has now become part of the huge process is they're so open to it being a Saturday night or Sunday morning. And then they're getting tagged into this and I will send, Hey, fix this Monday morning. And by the time I get there, it's already over by the UPS thing, ready to go out the door. Yeah. Um, they, they've understand that we value the customer service part of it more than anything, because we want that aspect of when you call us, you're talking to Brandy, you're talking to me, you're talking to somebody besides some random intern that is behind the desk that has no idea what they're doing. And, and for us, we take that personally. And I took that personally or any problem that, Oh man, you're missing a wire. My bad. I'll send you 12 wires. And guess what? I'm going to send you a half a dozen decoys just because, you know, that was an inconvenience. And there's a lot of times we try to do that. And in over the course of the time, it pays off, you know, and, and with that being said, like that fan page, but having those problems, like I tell Brandy and, and is a good thing because one, that means people are open to say, Hey, we have a problem. Yeah. But it also shows the people around them that were open to fixing it. We're not this good luck, figure it out type person we are more of okay that's our bad let's roll with it and well, even 99 of the time if it's not our bad and it's your bad we're gonna fix it anyway well i tell you the real testament to this and 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 i'm not taking nothing away from you craig and you can get on here and you can talk and say we stand behind our product and and we'll do it right and and we'll do this and you know, at the end of the day, someone could say, well, it's just a big giant talking head that's doing it. But on that fan page, when somebody poses a problem, the amount of people that chime in saying, just call them, they'll fix it. It doesn't matter what you, Brandy or Tina says, um, but the amount of of customers and, and people that have been using your product for as long as they've been using it, the amount of people that chime in. Yeah. Don't worry about it, man. Just, just call them up, tell them what your problem is. They'll sort you. That says so much about 
your your customer service and and who you are as as a brand um and 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 it was the same in this case there were so many people they were tagging brandy tagging you and they were like yeah don't worry these guys will get you sorted out um it just says because i don't know of another company and by no means am i um you know into every company or following every company and watching every little thing that they do um but i do follow a few i don't i don't think there's another company out there that that has the customer service that you guys have i honest i honest to god don't and, and we appreciate it and i know a lot of time and a lot of effort goes into that because i can tell you shipping to canada from the united states just even a dozen is is a pain and brandy and tina they got this down to where they don't even they can do it in their sleep mm-hmm. and that makes me feel comfortable because i can come in and and, and we had an issue with a shipment to canada yesterday and uh, the boxes got damaged and in the, the stuff inside of it. And I, you know, sent out an email this morning that said, Hey, you know, Brandy, Brandy and Tina was who it was addressed to. And I'm like, I don't care what this cost, fix it and get it to Canada mm-hmm. as fast as possible. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of thing that we try to have that because I feel like the value of that is in my end, on a lot of outside of hunting, you know, not hunting related, the value of the customer services went down in every aspect. Yeah. And I feel like I, as a consumer on, on all, all different parts, you know, I've went to, when I purchased a car recently, I went to two or three different manufacturers. And as much as I loved one manufacturer's vehicle, I got treated better in yeah. another manufacturer and I went and bought it there. As much as I didn't, I love that car. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted the other one more. Yeah. And that part of it, like for me and my wife can attest to this, I'll go to, you know, a convenience store, I'll go to a, a grocery store and I will be like, man, that doesn't sit right with me and I won't buy it. But yeah. I'll be like, man, they did a lot for me. I'm gonna buy more. Yeah. And I, and I try to take that and, and add that to it and, and have that. And I still love the small business aspect to, when you're having problems with our product or you have questions with your product, you're talking to me, you're talking to Brandy, you're talking to people that build the product. Yeah. And we will try to steer you, excuse me, in a direction that we feel is best. You're not talking to, like I said, some intern at the front desk. You're not talking to somebody that has no idea what you're even talking about. They just know, oh, you know, we, we offer these products. Well, what about those products? you know, what, what helps them that. And, and, and we get, um, I mean, I would bet I get 20 to 30 phone calls a week um, from farmer John in, 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 let's just say Idaho who's farming, but, or and wants to hunt, but doesn't know which version he is. Yeah. And we don't have a checklist. We don't have anything that we go by that has to, we just ask the standard questions like what's your budget? You know, what are you hunting with? Is it, you know, are you, you know, hunting a bunch of people or, or just you or, or that. And we try to blend them into what we feel is best. And and we don't just automatically go for the pro twos because that's the most expensive, you know, I, I mean, at this point, I would say between the Punisher pack and our, um, three dozen pack of our uh, eclipse or our shadows, the two best selling decoys we have. Pack. Yes. There you go. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm. I've been here for forty minutes waiting for you to 
bring up the Punisher pack and say that it's selling good, Craig. It's I'm selling good. <laughs> so so for, those, for those listening and or watching, what is in the Punisher pack, Craig? Um, so the Punisher pack is a, is a completely designed Punisher pack by the guys at Punisher um, that we they felt that was the, the best of every world of everything we offer. Um, of of every pose, of everything that they put together. We put it in one box and offered it to the public. Um, and we're finding out that it is the exact um, of what we need. Um, a great price point on your part. Yes. Um, a so are great the clips, the shadows, the program. So they, they were all shadows, um, but they are some versions of our, hang on, I got to ask one thing. Come here. Yeah. This is Mother Goose. Come here. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The CEO. This is, just, oh, this the, is the, the CEO. Minister, no, the minister, no, no, no. the minister of finance. The minister. This is the finance operation of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. I don't, I do nothing. I am just a supported wife. <laughs> she does a lot more than what you think. And, yeah. And God I bless bet. her sweet little heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but of the Punisher pocket, it's all shadows, but it's created from a various of our, of our uprights, of our shadows, yeah. of our sleepers. And they blended it into you guys and blended into a phenomenal pack that is available, you know, through Canadian waterfowlers, if you're yeah. in Canada and through us, yeah. uh, you know, those are the only two places you can get it. You can't That's get right. it anywhere else. Um, and it, it is a phenomenal pot. Um, I've had nothing but great reviews of it. Um, and I, and I, you know, um, lack of better terms, own a couple, uh, dozen of them myself. So I, I would, uh, if you're looking to get that intro pack that you feel is a blend of, if you don't want this and you do want a little bit of this, that's the pack to go with. No, are the punishers like one dozen, three dozen, five dozen? Uh, those are in a one dozen pack, um, but we do offer a special, like I know pack can't because of the way things work, but if, yeah. you, if you are in the United States, um, shipping is a little easier if you get them in a six dozen because we can offer it in a uh, a better shipping package. Can, uh, can you make that happen to Canada? No. We're working it's on too, it. It's too hard. It, it's that very sucks. difficult and it's something that we're working on it with Pat um, and it's probably a couple of years out, but I think that it's something that we're going to create. It's just going to be, um, we got to have the commitment yet and a little bit of maybe um, some better deals at the borders. Yeah. Um, which may come with we're not going to win that battle. <laughs> well, no, but it, I can tell no you, bueno. I can tell you it was a little easier a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. So that, that made things if things change, it, it could make things a little bit better. But I, we're, we've talked about it, Pat and I, um, we stay in consistent uh, talks of how we can make this easier, how we can do this better. Um, but, you know, if you're sitting there and you're, you're trying to dab into the, you know, the silhouette part of it, you want some black and whites, my recommendation, go get the punish pack. Um, you know, send me a message on, on the uh, review page. Um, you know, go get on our fan page, get on the, you know, the Punisher Waterfront and say, man, we really like these. Um, let us know what you like about them. Who yeah. knows, there might be a, you know, a free hat or some shirts or something like that involved in it. We like them because they're made in the U.S. of A. Yes. Big time, buddy. Yes. Boom. Big I've been waiting time. a long time to see that because Craig brought this up a few minutes ago saying, you know, we may be five, six dollars more a dozen. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you're made wow. here at home. Well, it, that was something for, that for, was for me home soil. Well, America. and it's like, something it's that Dave, dirt. something that Dave and I have always been very 
conscious about and and you know when when Craig aligned with us um it just made it made it real easy for us because we are we are big fans of of stuff made in North America made in the USA made yeah. in Canada made in Mexico you know what yeah. I mean like made in North America yeah. at, um, at, the, at the end of the day it's shared dirt and there's just a big, there's just a big fence between you and me yeah well there's not even a same dirt, dirt. yeah 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 down south yeah um, yeah. it's just, you know, so, so with, with, I, I'd like to see, um, Craig have a machine going straight 24 seven on Punisher packs, um, in like the GTA. But the thing is, is that you, when you're, when you're looking like when you're getting ready to do that jump into this, into the silo world and, and like you brought it up, uh, Craig, when you said like, are you committed to, to this? And, and I'm going to say the way of life because, but that's a bit of a strong term, but um, if this is the jump that you're going to make, having some diversity in your spread is huge, huge. So, so listen, I am, I am a huge fan of pro twos. I love pro twos, but I tell you what, um, I wouldn't do a spread straight of pro twos because I would throw in some shadows, some eclipse, some punisher. I would, I yeah. would add some diversity into that spread just to change it up. Don't be like everybody else. And, and, and that's the thing. Like now you got to think as getting to this time of the year and, and pushing on, especially to, to, yeah. uh, to the hunters in the States, you're going to be shooting educated bird. Every bird that you're going to see now is going to be an educated bird because it's already passed down through oh, Canada. Yeah. Well, it, it's well, already been um, shot. Yeah, it's already been shot at. So listen, you've got to do so. You've got to set your spread apart from everybody else's, and adding some diversity to it will make all of the difference. And I'm telling you, like we had dudes up this weekend with us hunting. And um, like Phil come down, like Phil had his truck full. Dave had his truck full. Um, Logan McNulty had a pile. Um, the other guy, the, the other guy that was there, he bought a bunch. Um, the amount of real geese decoys that were put out, mixed and matched. And, and, and like you said, there's no checklist. There's no right or wrong way to do it. You, you just do what you think makes sense. Um, you're, and again, you're trying to outsmart something with the brain, the size of a pea. Um, and they win every time, every time they'll, they'll humble you. That's for sure. Scary fart. (laughs) And it's like, I told a lot of the people that we work with and, and, and Brandy and, and, those they're they're not hunters you know brandy would be the first one to tell you that she's not a full-out hunter and, and neither mm-hmm. is tina they're they're new to this um but they look at me and like you know these birds are not very bright i'm like they're a lot smarter than right. what you think they are you know they make go hunt them for a couple years <laughs> you know they'll they'll uh take my golf ball and take it off the green and throw it in the sand yeah. and you know and i'm mad at them then but they're not dumb no. and you know so a lot of times we're trying to but I also think that as humans, we try to outsmart things on our end and we make it way too complicated. Oh, of course Again, we're, we're trying to get a bird to fly near a crop that we can shoot, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so we, we got to blend this overthinking with it, but underestimating it and, and try to get this thing because you can 100%. reinvent the wheel 900 times and everybody yeah. has, yeah. but sometimes you get to the point to where it's, 
so overinvented that you're like, what? Like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking and I'll be honest, I sit there and I'll look at either the decoy world or I'll look at the hunting world and I laugh. I'm like, why the hell do you need that? Like, why? You know, and then, but then I look at things going, wow, that's not enough. Like that there, there, there's needs a little bit more work. Yeah. And we try to fall in that gap. And, and, but I also try to tell everybody that there that you can't in the workforce is you can't underestimate it. And, and a lot of times we, you know, and some customers um, will ask this and we have a lot of competitors that do this. They'll, they'll not cut corners, but those things just, it's okay. Well, no, it's not okay. And, and, you know, there's a reason that we gloss meter every decoy that goes out and, you know, do we miss a few? Yes. Sure. But I'm not okay with our normal is, is sub 4.0. And if it's 4.1, it's unacceptable. It's not okay. It's Mm -hmm. no, throw it away. I mean, I'm not even putting that as seconds. That's unacceptable. And, and we've gotten that standard and it's starting to build within our company that we've got it down to the newest printer that we've got walking in as a new guy making decoys that they're understanding that, okay, this has to be at this level. You know, we're not, a, we're not a, okaying anything past this. And our printers know that if I walk in and I gloss meter a decoy in a box, which I'll pull one off the shelf randomly in the middle of it, unbox it, untape it, pull the middle one out and gloss meter. And if it ain't right, somebody's in trouble. Mm-hmm. And and they understand that, which is, which they built their reputation on with me. Um, and every one of our printers right now is, you know, 15, 16, 17 years have been in the company. <laughs> they know they, what's they, up. They know what. Yeah, it, but, but they understand that, you know, I don't take, you know, that kind of stuff is okay. Well, it's just going to be pushed over to the side. You know, I want our stuff perfect. Um, you know, and I, and you know, I've always been that, you know, kind of even with a hunting part of it, aim small, miss small. Mm-hmm. And with that, you aim small of, okay, I got to get this perfect. If you're off a little bit, it's all right. And, you know, even with shooting, you know, shooting geese, you aim small, miss small, you know, your target, you know, when you're shooting greenheads or you're shooting something that's moving in a pretty good target, your target is not very big. Yeah. And, you know, we try to, you know, get that perfection. And it's something that, you know, my dad's hung his hat on, you know, for the past 17, 18 years. And it's now it's my turn. Yeah. And something that I've taken to heart is, is when I've started taking control and making decisions, I felt that swing of, you know, us three don't walk into too many big box stores anymore. And that part of it, I needed to control and, and we didn't have a good control over it. And our competitors did. Mm-hmm. It was something that I don't lose very well. And, and you know, Mama Goose that just walked <laughs> through, she'll realize that even if we're playing Monopoly, I don't like to lose. Yeah. yeah I, I'm with you, buddy. I, I am 100% uh... – reading you a million miles an hour I've, I, I've yet to see someone make it to the end of a monopoly game oh we do it <laughs> usually yeah. flip the board by that point billy or what <laughs> oh cool, like like you're like six hours into this 
Oh, and there's like three billionaires running the game. I'm just like, it just never ends. Uh, I love Monopoly. Hey, I, love it. I got a question. Yeah, buddy. What's the red and blue box behind you over your left shoulder? So that is Challenger Ammunition. So they are a Canadian company right out of Quebec. So factory is about probably about an hour and a half away from my house. Um, a great the- company. Sorry, the box I haven't seen very often, so that's why I had to ask. Yeah, so uh, hold on, I'll grab it so we can show it. You, you uh, I don't think better. you'll see Challenger in the States, yeah, you will. Yeah, I do. Yeah, they are, it's just very small. It's yeah. not a, they don't have a big market down there, but they are available no. there. Okay, yeah, they're like one of our very few Canadian ammo companies, they're full on Canadian ammo. Well, yeah. well, actually, no, they're European. So they started out fully Canadian, Canadian. Fully Canadian okay. They started out and then um, they got bought out by a European company. I shouldn't say bought out. I think it's uh, a partnership. It's like a, a, a 60, 40 split um, invested in. Yeah. So, so right. I think the majority is, <clears throat> is European owned right now. Um, but that I think 60% European, 40% still Canadian. Um, the founder was a national champion skeet shooter. Um, makes, I, I like the shells, cleanest burning shells I've used um, and are Canadian and, and they like us. Um, they jumped on board much like, much like you, Craig. Uh, well, that's, right. that's the kind of thing that I look in the background and I always like to look at people's stuff. Not that, I mean, I got yeah. this, but. Um, I look at beautiful kitchen cabinetry, Craig. Yeah, Yeah, it's all wooden. It's all beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not not that IKEA shit. That that no, it's all built in beams above us, and yeah, and I love it. One of the reasons we bought the house. But I look at that part of it, and I see some boxes like that that I've never seen before. Because I mean, I've shot. If you name it, I've probably shot it. You know, statewide. And you know, Realgies has some partners with some with some ammo, and I and I still use it. But I love the out of the box thinking like that. Um, that you know, are are like, man, I want to try that. And it's those kind of things that we try to like look at, and I, and that's why I see stuff like in the background, like you know, there's a bottle of bird dog whiskey behind you that I also see yeah. that I really enjoy. So this is one of the things I love about. Um, Challenger ammos that their hulls are orange. So I like if, that. If They're you're, easy to see. <laughs> yeah, if you're hunting a field and you leave a bunch of empty shot up hulls uh, or field water, whatever, you cannot say, "Well, I, I guess I missed them. I didn't see them." No, you're lazy. That's yeah, you're lazy. Pick, yeah, you didn't pick yeah. them up. That's that, why. That, that. That's that's my down point of like shooting a twenty gauge or a twenty eight. Yeah. Well, no, twenty eight. Twenty eights vary in color. Oh, 20s are all yellow. 20s are all yellow. Yeah, are all yellow? It doesn't yeah. matter what you shoot. Steel, yeah. lead, bismuth, tungsten, doesn't matter. Yeah. 20s all are yellow. Ye- all yellow hulls. What about yeah. 28, Philly? Uh, some of the stuff I've got right now is red. Okay. So at least like that stands out. It's easy to find, even like they are a smaller shell. It's but isn't isn't them. federal like federal 12 gauge is red, right? Red federal red is 12. Uh, it's like yeah. from maroon. Well, yeah. it's red. Well, well, it's red. Um, Fuchsia. Fuchsia. <laughs> um, six, 16 gauges are purple. Oh, yeah. You can't find that here. No? No. Not yeah, around me. Like, like for, for those that don't know, like 16 gauge hulls are purple. 
20 gauge hulls are yellow. Yeah. 12 will well vary. 12 will vary. 28 will vary. 410 will vary, but 16 or yeah, 16 and 20. Like that's. I still fall in love with my 410 gauge. I love oh, what it. A, that's, that's an amazing, it's an, it's yeah. an amazing gun, an amazing, amazing gun to get a kid started on, on yeah, squirrel and rabbit. Never, and- never mind a kid. I was out in Saskatchewan two weeks ago and one of the guys in our group was dropping ducks with a 410. Oh yeah. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. I wish she's could- also a world-class skeet shooter. Yeah. But still. Yeah. I wish I could show you, I have a, um, I have, oh, I have a 410 that I, I actually multiples, but I have a one that was built for me when I was little. Uh, but I also have, it's a, um, we talk about squirrels and rabbits, stuff like that, but it yeah. is a um, little 22. And I ain't kidding you. This thing is probably about that big. Oh, it's like a giant pistol. Yeah. 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 But it was built for my shoulder built like to hang up <clears throat> just, you know, straight, just center firing deal. And I loved it. And I still have it. I don't have it here, but those are the ones things that, you know, we, you know, I watch your guys show and, and, and we, you know, listen to it while I'm out in a plan or whatever. And a lot of it comes back to me is, is I like to think about the times that I had with my grandfather, I had with my father and, you know, and I still remember walking through multiple, a lot of ours wasn't goose hunting. A lot of it was more uh, varmint hunting. Yep. And I shot my first groundhog at four um, with a handgun. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, That's and, awesome. oh yeah i mean i shot it with a 32 um off of some railroad tracks um and, and it just was the stuff that i remember but i remember running through a um big thicket of uh, shooting squirrels and i remember grabbing a hold of a twig and and holding it and walking with it walking with it and walking with it and i let it go and obviously it sprung back and it hit my grandfather in the face <laughs> that's a paddling. two days later <laughs> that's yeah, a paddling and, and i could still turn and look at his face and how mad he was <laughs> and and you know just to understand like those kind of things but like your show you have that come you know the the memories and 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 you know, the kids aspect of it, which is what I love. I love when we get somebody on our, our social media that'll send a picture of their kids carrying a goose in or their, yeah, you know, their kids picking up decoys. Or I love that part of it because it's the next generation because the we, can all stay here, we can all stand here and, and sit here and talk about this. But in 20, 30 years, we ain't doing this no more. Absolutely you know, and, and at what point do we create that next level. And, and that part of it is the, the biggest part of it with me is, is being able to carry on that, you know, part of it that is going to remember our grandparents hunting, you know, and, and, and you know, just even, you know, I've saved a couple of my great grandparents and my grandfather, their hunting license. So mm-hmm. I can give it to my kids to show them what Absolutely. it was like, you know, cause yeah. 10, 15, 20 years, which it already is. It's all digital. Yeah. You know, you get it on your phone. Yeah. You know, I, I still remember having a little piece that was about this big for our deer tags that you put yeah. on the back of your thing that shows you could shoot deer. The day that the day that this brand um forgets about the ones that came before us, and, and this isn't meant to sound um cheesy or anything but the day that this brand forgets about the ones that come before us and we turn a blind eye 
to the generation that's coming after us. Um, I think that's the day that that we'll hang it up um, it, because we've obviously we, we've we've drifted off off our path of of what we originally sought out to do. Um, well, Dave, and I, think, I, I try and I as much as I can. Picture, there's actually a picture I think of Phil um, on was it on one of the websites that he's talking about hunting with his dog. You know, yeah. to oh, the safety weekend. briefing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that part that of it, you know, and that's yeah. the biggest thing is, is anybody can go acquire a weapon and any of them can go and do those kind of things. Absolutely. But, you know, like, you know, you Phil, you've got your dog who, you know, is, is a big part of your life and you got these random guns around that they need to understand that this is, yeah, you know, what you're doing and allowing this dog to participate is not just like, oh, we're letting a dog participate. This is a big deal. You know, there's that, been many that man times. runs the show. Yes. Yeah. And, and there's many times that I've never hunted with a dog. And my first hunt with a dog was in Alberta and it was a game changer. And, you know, the course of those four or five days, I grew close to that dog and that dog actually <laughs> yeah. was in my blind. And it was like, you know, but I, I was really young. I mean, I was 14, 15, 16, um, you know, and, you were just and learning, yeah. And I loved it, you know, and then I went back a few years later and, and I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, that's when I got introduced to the Canadian couple of Canadian beers that I really enjoy. Um, like, you oh. know, but it, it turned into even a better time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna pull out a kokanee. I know it. Oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm all like, all out of like, buddy. So this, we were treading, we were treading some. I knew, oh, I knew he's got gonna, a kokanee. I knew you were pulling out a kokanee. I'm not gonna lie. It. I may have, I may have had a couple of those when I was out in Saskatchewan. Oh, buddy, oh, these that are the greatest thing ever. Well, there's there's a pilsner made in Saskatchewan that is maze balls too, um, and uh, and you got to try that. Which is that? Which one is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's got a green. You can buy it here in here in Ontario at at yeah. the LCBO. It's got a green label, like a rabbit on it and stuff like that. But it's a pilsner. It's awesome, 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 awesome. Um, is it puppers? Puppers? Definitely not puppers. Puppers is. And and it hurts me to say this about Letter Kenny. I should have tried one of those. Oh, it's, it's horrible. Puppers, Puppers yeah. is. Do you watch Letter Kenny? Have you ever heard of Letter Kenny? Yeah. 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 So that's the beer they drink on Letter Kenny is Puppers, and oh, it's like, horrible. Those cans have been like recycled. There's better stuff inside. Well, because I like I, I we watched Letter Kenny and then like Shorzy and stuff and like yeah. that part was huge for me because we watched it a lot. But I never heard of like I. Because I never pay much attention because yeah. like the only beer that is there is this one. Yeah. Coconut is a big Western beer. So brewed in British Columbia, but yeah. Western Canada is, is big on coconut. Um, not big in Ontario. Coconut is not big in Ontario, um, but you can get it in Ontario, but it's it's not a big beer. But Western Canada, coconut is where it's at. That's when you say, what's that? Can I get this in Toronto? Oh, no, yeah, I'm sure you point. could. Yeah, oh, I'm perfect. sure you could. That's all I but, need to care about. But you'll, oh, yeah, that's right. That's Pardon? right. Because Mr. Craig Mintz is coming to Toronto in March of 2023. 
because we've got a secret and we're going to let everybody know about that. Probably in about a week or two, Craig, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be shooting a promo for that. And uh, uh, yeah, maybe, but yeah. Without what happens in March every year? (laughs) Hey, doesn't March break, buddy. March break. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Boys. Okay. Shut up, Phil. Shut your mouth, Phil. Shut your mouth. Fellas, we're at that 60-minute mark. I'm shutting Shut Phil up. Down. Yeah, I'm shutting him up. He's on a gag order. Um, I, I don't even know what's going on. I think you <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, um, Craig, thanks so much, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And and again, um, you're you're never, never privy to the conversations that Dave and I have when we talk about you and we talk about um, – when you reached out to us and you wanted to be a sponsor to show. And, and I still remember saying, so what do you want us to do, Craig? Like what, how do you want this to go? And, and you said, do not change a thing. Keep it exactly the way it is. This is, I like it. You guys keep doing what you're doing and everything will be cool. And you've been a huge fan of us. You've been in our corner. Um, and buddy, we can't thank you enough. And, and someday well, I tell you what, Craig, next, I have this awesome hoodie. Next year, I tell you what, it would it would be amazing if you're available to come do a hunt with us next year. And when we do again, a hunt over strictly nothing but real geese silhouettes and uh, to be able to have you there in the blind with mm-hmm. us would would just be the icing on the cake, my man. So, um, Craig, we'll I'll let Phil uh, do his uh, conclusion. We'll pass it over to you and uh, and we'll call her a night, buddy. Philly. Once again, Craig, an absolute pleasure and honor to have you on this show. Again, you know, you're an instrumental uh, part for uh, pushing us forward and uh, obviously, you know, supplying us with hands down the best goddamn decoys on the market. And we can't thank you enough. And thanks for being on again. And you and I are going to have a conversation in a few minutes when this show wraps up. And I'm going to spend a shit ton of money. Made in the U.S. of A. America. You know, we appreciate we we appreciate all the the you know the kind words and everything and 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 it all goes to back to like I said as I didn't want to change I didn't you know didn't want us to affect the show because when I you know watched the first few of it and and you know there was no real geese part of it is what I wanted to watch I mean there's times that I've watched or listened to podcasts or listened to things that. You know, you could tell it was so directional or they were so, lack of a better term, politically correct and had to be this way. I don't want yeah. that. I want that. Mono, you know, a bunch of, yeah, I want five guys sitting around in a circle talking about it, a fire, you know, or in the, the bunkhouse of, man, man, you know, did you see that bird I shot today? Yeah. No, I shot it. No, I shot it. <laughs> that's the part that I want. Yeah. And and that's the part like Rugi says, is we are you know, a really tight knit family. We don't have, you know, 900 employees. We don't That's have right. that work, you know, something that looks out for one another that has each other's backs that, you know, gives each other crap every day, you know, and there's not a day that, you know, Brandy or Tina or myself or Mike and them part of it don't give each other, you know, some crap during the day. And then that's what I want. And I feel that anybody, a part of Punisher and everybody that's been on the show, 
that has that camaraderie that even if they are a part of the show that I might be able to send them a message and say, Hey, you know, what, you know, what does it take to get some of these things? And and yeah. I've done that. And many times they're like, yeah, this, 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 and this, you like these guys. We like these guys. Let's hook up. Yeah. And, and it's the big family that I think we're building here. And I think that, you know, we're 119 episodes that if you'd have thought at the first to ninth episode that you'd have got to 119, I think you were Never. crazy. Yeah. Um, 100%. And I think we're going to look back at this and and when we're at the 500th episode, we're going to do the exact same thing. And, I, and I continuing to build that um, and, and the audience is, is what we've wanted to do. And we've wanted to build that partnership with something that like us was very small and at some yeah. point it's going to get to the point so where it's pretty big and i think we're on the doorstep of that and it's uh something that we're very proud to have that partnership and and uh we look forward to many years uh, of coming on yeah buddy i can uh i can speak for dave uh merc ryan phil phil to speak for himself but um we're all pretty proud to to be able to to say that uh, we're part of that real geese family. Um, well, no, except Mark. No, no. You know what? No, no. I even have we Mark. Converted, have, have we converted? Mark? Oh yeah. We've converted. He come Mark. to the dark side. Yeah. He's come. He's, he's, he's gone so, so more to, he's gone more than I, dipped his toe I, into the I, water. I don't he's, know if, he's if, probably, if, you've seen, if you've seen or no, Craig, but like Mark's has some horrific, nightmares for decoys. he's been yes, scared um, for life and, and but, i've offered many times to say hey mark you know i'll yeah. send you decoys just run yeah. him and he's like poor, poor i don't man. even want him for free he's good he's good he's in nova scotia now so he doesn't get that yeah. that canada he doesn't get that goose population like he used to when he was in ottawa <laughs> no, valley but all, all um i wouldn't there. say I wouldn't say he's dipping his toe in the water and I wouldn't say that he's cannonballed in yet, but I'd say he's starting to wade out. He's way deep. He's, yeah, he's, he's waist, the light. Yeah, he's, he's way steep. He's, he's wearing a floaty right now. Okay. With a big duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A big one of the big duck floaties. Yeah. 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 So uh the next step is just to get him water wings and then uh and then we'll Let be go. Good to go. And then just yeah. poke a hole in them. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Union 0430. We are who we are. We'll never pretend to be anybody that we're not. We're just a group of friends that love one another's company. And we surround ourselves with nothing but the best. Big love. Look after one another. And until next week.